welcome once again to Lucky Mojo Voodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe, CliffLow.com in scenic Teaneck, New Jersey. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman of ConjurmanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by special guest Reverend Art of FolkConjure.com in North Carolina for our Oracle special on mediumship. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo conjure root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Contraman. Miss Cat? Hi. Hi. Nice talking to you, Clifford. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, folks don't know. We spent a couple hours on the phone last night just talking about different projects we're working on. So it, there he is. He's still here. And I'm so caught up on you, I don't need to ask how you're doing. But I will. I'll. I'll ask. I'll make the pro forma request. Any news yet on your big project? Yes, um, I've announced that I'll be running the world's first astrological magic conference in New York City on September second and third of this year. And uh, the hotel has not been announced, but everything's been signed, and I'm finishing up the website as we speak. The slowdown may be attributed possibly to Mercury retrograde, but I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> Many congratulations. Yeah, this is going to be something, folks. Um, I've known Clifford for a long time, and um, this is a this is not your regular astrology conference. You know, we talk about medieval astrology and Hellenistic astrology and. Vedic astrology. It's it's just about astrological magic, and that is a subset of astrology that um, some astrologers don't like to talk about it because they're scientific astrologers, and um, some magicians don't like to talk about it because what the fuck astrology? I'm a magician, right? <laughs> but there is like a giant Venn diagram overhead in the sky, a huge overlapping uh, section where Astrology and magic do overlap, and astrological magic is an intensely interesting subject to oh so many people. So I just want to congratulate you, Clifford, on bringing it together to make the world's first astrological magic conference. Thank you very much. Very, very much. And I'm looking forward to seeing progress on this. You're going to have a website up very soon. Uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to uh, give that link. And um, and I'm hoping that you've got some really cool people lined up to speak. I know there are among us some astrological magicians who are way heads above the well-known astrologers who dabble in magic. And they are heads above the well-known magicians who dabble in astrology. And what we need are some of these top-flight folks, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. That's a word to the wise. I have a question about this conference. Will it be videoed, and will videos be available to people who cannot attend? 
will be um, selling videos um, on the website after it's over, but it will not be a hybrid event. I really believe in-person experiences are priorities. I see. So there will be videos after the conference is over? Yes. Wow. Okay. That is... um, yeah, that is just going to be an amazing thing. And uh, I'm so, so interested in how this all develops. It's going to be an amazing program, I'm sure. Um, uh, uh, someone said, oh, it's uh, Shiva said, will it be videoed? Can it be attended by Zoom? Sounds not. In-person conference only. So it cannot be attended in Zoom, but you're going to video the presentations and then make them available. Is that the what happened? Exactly correct. Exactly correct. Okay. This is this right. a deliberate throwback to the experiences we had before the pandemic. Yeah, throwback. <laughs> I love that. Well, astrology is old enough for a few throwbacks. Okay. I'm so, so um, um, glad about that. Balkan Diviner is in the chat and said, I know Miss Cat always talks about how each Mercury retrograde has its own distinct phenomenon, so she gives them nicknames. I hope I am not mistaken. You are not mistaken, Balkan Diviner. <laughs> this Mercury retrograde has been brutal for my grandma. Broke her arm, lost but found afterwards her dog, and the boiler messed up. Gemini are always so unlucky during these times. Oh, you don't even want to know the half of it, Bulk and Diviner. Mm-hmm. We just found out um, that, uh, like, a, a ton, what we call colloquially in California, a shit ton, a shit ton <laughs> of web pages <laughs> at one of our more popular sites, yourweightandfate.com, were no longer available to anybody, not to patrons, not to the public, not to nobody, uh, since we had changed servers in um, on Halloween, and uh, we didn't know it, and we found out about it this morning, and that resulted in two hours of scrambling and poor Nagashiva just uh, rushing back and forth, mumbling to him to himself, "It's okay, it's okay, <laughs> it's good." He was born with Mercury retrograde, and he <laughs> likes to say, as he's fixing all the crap up on Mercury retrograde times, he goes. It's okay. It's good. It's Mercury retrograde. We can fix it. <laughs> so, um, thanks mm-hmm. to um, uh, Jocelyn and um, and to um, Deacon, who actually figured out that there was something wrong with the website. We were just in in absolute ignorant bliss. So that was our day. And then uh, right before the show. Uh, I was talking with uh, Reverend Art. Oh, I forgot to tell you about how the whole switch went down. Oh, right. And the whole back end of the Lucky Mojo um, office, all the computers couldn't connect to the um, Internet anymore. That was a whole not- yeah, that was that was a couple of days ago. That was three days of hell. Um, okay, so, yeah, there was that. And, um, and uh, let's see. I think this is really the Internet Mercury retrograde. Because before the show, Reverend Art was telling us his story about starting a whole web page, which we're going to get him to talk about when he gets on here. Um, and uh, he had created an entire web page, and then it vaporized into electron heaven, and he had to rebuild the whole thing all over again. So, yeah. Oh, and uh, Clifford, I remember something about your web page for your um, project, too, the for the Astrological Magical Conference. I remember you talking to me about the logo. I mean, it's just been... Do it over, do it over, do it over. So that's what's happening. Um, I do want to put in a a, a word for um, the uh, making of videos, which I have to thank my grandson, Max, and 
my colleague Eileen Edler, who's been making little videos and reels of the Lucky Mojo Shop. If you don't catch us on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, you're missing lots of fun. We get to have pictures of people making things, using things. It's really neat. Not just a picture of, you know, some candles burning on a shelf, but, you know, how an oil is made, how how herbs are packaged. It's very cool videos, and I want to thank Eileen for that. And the only other thing I have to say is um, I just put out a new uh, Patreon-only uh, page, and this was on more more birth month postcards with um, the lucky stone, the lucky flower, and the poetry of the month. And uh, I do these on a fairly regular basis. One, they're very, very beautiful. Two, they are a form of kind of fortune-telling when you learn about your birth months and your sign of the zodiac through postcards that get randomly sent to you by your friends. So they are at yourweightandfate.com for patrons only, but there are many other pages at yourweightandfate.com which are now, at last, open to the public. (laughs) So that's my news. Uh, Can't think of anything else much that's happening here. How about you, Contraman? What's up in your world? Oh, you know, busy as usual. Glad to be speaking to you all. It's been quite a little bit. Hopefully everyone had a wonderful uh, holiday and break. Uh, this Mercury in retrograde is definitely a funky one. I generally am not affected too much by Mercury in retrograde. It's not a big uh, event in my life. Not a lot of things go wrong. But I will say that this Mercury in retrograde is funky. I think it's because it's, it's uh, also at the same time got that Mars retrograde in Gemini. So the two are oh God, yeah. Both are, oh yes, yes. So the yes, two yes. are so funky, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So they, you, you've got you've got some really weird things going on. Mercury is uh, in in Capricorn, which is the exaltation of Mars, and Mars is in the domicile of Mercury. Both of them are retrograde. So it's definitely funky and weird, and like there's delays and people having to do things more than once before it goes through. It's been wild. Um, also in terms of like. Just the news in the world, the United States uh, Congress was without a speaker, <laughs> a speaker oh, for God, a while. Yes. Um, and oh, my for God. And the first time oh, God, in, in American history, Kevin McCarthy couldn't get the speakership. I think it took him thir- almost 15 times. He lost mm-hmm. before finally getting the speakership. If that's not Mars retrograde and Mercury retrograde, I don't know what is. And just today, if anyone has been following... In Brazil, they've had their own insurrection. So the same thing that happened in the United States last, uh, when uh, Joe Biden uh, won a couple years ago, um, is happening now in Brazil. Bolsonaro has lost. Lula has won. Uh, Lula was inaugurated, and Bolsonaro has fled to milling about as a retired fascist. Um, but his followers have led an insurrection and they've attacked and invaded the uh, Congress, the Supreme Court, and the presidential palace. So it's a funky time of the year. It's funky, uh, I think, just in terms of like small matters, whether it's technology going down. We had some major outages, uh, power outages that happened as a result of the storms in California and on the storms on the East Coast. It's just one of those Mercury retrogrades. But I'm I'm happy to be back uh, and and chatting with all of you. Personally, it's really been a year. It's really been the past few weeks of lots of people wanting to know what 2023 is going to look like for them. So 
everyone is coming in and they want to know, what is my year ahead looking like? What are the next few months looking like? And people are very clearly in planning mode. It's very interesting to see people want to seize this opportunity. This is a new year. They want to make sure that this year works for them, that it's not funky like 2022 was, that they get the most out of it. And so I'm seeing a lot of almost like, they're not all Virgos, but very Virgo-like personalities, the people who are like planning their year. They're like, all right. I'm going to write a book in February, and by March, I want to do this, and by May, I'm going to travel here, and June, I'm going to do – and so I've been working with them to really plan the year, whether we're doing divination or doing long-term root work or, or giving consultations in magical coaching where I advise people, all right, you're interested in, in breaking into the entertainment industry this year. So in March, you're going to do this particular candle, and in June, you're going to get this mojo back, and by August, you're going to go for this audition. So it's really a, a past few weeks of long-term planning, and that's been really rewarding and fruitful. I'm not sure if you've had those clients as well, but really people who are looking long-term and then planning for their long-term success, whether it's about marriage or school or money or whatever it is, they're really thinking months in advance and planning accordingly. So what you're, I'm going to ask this as if I were a client of yours. Sure. So instead of just doing like little short readings, you're taking sort of a contract with people to give them a year's worth of yeah. planning for their spell work? Yeah. So like I do, I mean, when I do my uh, year ahead readings, which is an astrological reading, that's one whole consultation in of itself that, the, that gives you of basically year-long look at your life. It breaks it down month mm-hmm. by month. It tells you what your lucky days are, bad luck days are. This month mm-hmm. there may be some car problems. This month you might have some money problems. This month you might find new love. And so like, it breaks down the entire mm-hmm. year. But then clients have an option of doing like long-term magical coaching and consulting work where we regularly check in with each other based off of that consult and build a strategy for magical work and remediation over the years. So we know... March is a a month in which you're going to have some financial difficulties. So in February, this really good time in order to do money magic, we're going to get a honey jar going. We're going to get you a money mojo. And then we check in in February. How did that money mojo go? Here are the instructions for it. Here's how you keep in. And then we go, did it resolve the money problem? Oh, yep, you had that car problem. Extra money needed to be spent, but I was doing all right because I had this money mojo and I had saved a little bit of money because I was worn in advance. So it's sort of like a almost like a a therapeutic, long-term consulting, magical coaching, life coaching. But it starts with uh, a year uh, ahead reading, a sort of solar return reading that breaks down the year. Not everyone, some people just get the reading and they want to know what their year looks like and then they get their their Mm -hmm. advice and then they they go off into the yonder and do their their thing. But other people want to have this much more long-term contractual, let's, let's see if, make this year work for us. So it's been really interesting seeing that take off. Yeah, I do this too as a wheel of the year or um, birthday yeah. reading. Um, and um, and then and some of my clients, um, I would say about half of them, um, uh, come back and want um, right. the monthly updates. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's a birthday, wonderful and, way to birthday work. and New yeah. Year's are the birthdays and New Year's are really the best times for these. Mhm. 
Yeah, that's a wonderful way to work. I've never thought of actually doing it contractually, but it's a nice way to go because then they're guaranteed of their slot for you know yep. for the next month. And so if you're not overbooked or something like that, I may try to add that into my plans because I would you know recommend they, people it. want to. Yeah, the people called me and said, oh, well, my birthday was on the 24th, and I want to call you on the 24th of each month, but I couldn't get in because other people beat me to it. Now it's the 30th of the month, and I'm like, ah, darn, you know. It's a good idea, really good idea to pre-book them. That's a neat idea. I'm going to follow in your footsteps, Conjurman. I like it, especially for anyone... I think people will be well-served by by your counsel, so they, they would definitely, I would encourage people to sign up for that. Yeah, yeah. Um and there's a there's a layering of um astrological and tarot reading that I like to do mm-hmm. in when I do those follow-ups, you know. Um I'll often throw three cards. You know, I'll, I'll see what the major aspects are, and then I'll throw three cards and say, "Where do we go from here? What, what's being recommended?" You know, um, mm-hmm. as well as That's looking fantastic. at astrologically, I, I'll just um, spark my my thinking with the three tarot cards on that month. So yeah, there's a lot of ways to handle this kind of thing. It's, it's a great idea, Contraman, and and more power to you. Wow. Okay. Well, what a great thing to bring up during an oracle hour is how we oracle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, all righty. Well, today we have a guest, Reverend Art, and I want to um, welcome him to the show. So, um, hi, Reverend Art. How are things welcome. in your neck of the woods down in North Carolina? Are you Mercury retrograding these days? <laughs> we. <laughs> I had to kind of chuckle to myself. Conjurman says that this Mercury retrograde has been funky, but when the website disappeared as I was working on it, that wasn't the F word that came to my mind. Um, but it, it has been, it, it's definitely been a, a moment in time. We'll just say that. However, you know, it, it, we're Reverend James and I, we are pushing through. We're, we're rocking and rolling right on through Mercury retrograde. Jeez, a lot of just, new things coming up. Um, um, but you know, rebuilding, you know, is half the fun, I guess. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, we'll, just we'll, terrible. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, I my heart goes out. I mean, I thought the end of the world had come when we only lost, like, you know, I don't know, a dozen pages off a website. But you lost an entire website. That you that trumps what I had went through. <laughs> Wow. Well, I did manage to get it pulled back together and created the social media aspect of it too. So we, you know, I'm kind of back on track with that. But you know, 2023, it, it's come in like a beast. And like for James and I, at our can our vigil candles at Folk Faith Ministries have been everybody setting up for their love and mat, money drawing and everything for the year. Um. Boatconjure.com has been off the hooks, and we have the, you know, as you know, <laughs> announcing it tonight, um, the new podcast that will be coming onto the Lucky Mojo Radio Network, uh, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places, that I'll be hosting, hopefully, launch date mm. for the first week of February. Right. Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places. And we're going to have you on this show again to talk about that. 
um, once it you know once it's launching, and I'm so so excited about this. Uh, this is going to be. Will you tell us about it? How what is this show going to be about? You know, it's it's going to be an exploration and a celebration of all of the wondrous things that go on in the world around us. Um, you know, there's there's so many just fantastic, exciting, and curious pieces that make up the world. And I, it's my hope to bring that to the listeners and be able to share and inspire and, and help grow the understanding of, of what it is that, that really kind of makes up this magical, mystical world. You know, we will visit ostensibly, you know, over, over, the, over the radio waves, we'll visit temples in Hong Kong and Taiwan. We'll talk with people in Italy with folk, with folk about their folk practices. Um, you know, we'll really get to know a lot of the different members of the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, sitting down with interviews and, you know, answering questions, helping people to discover their paths, giving insights, and just if if it's out there, we'll probably it'll ha- it'll probably have a show. <laughs> I really do want to get you guys to pay for and get a theme song for this, sung to the tune of my favorite things. <laughs> I really do. Every time it's you sing that song, mages it, it's just and to my magical head. places. <laughs> Somebody is going to be available to record that. That's your theme song. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, we're going to talk more about that on another show, but our topic tonight is mediumship, and we're running out of time here. We're going, we're getting yeah. so deep into other things. That's certainly mm, the uh, Mercury retrograde among us all. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, <laughs> let's talk about mediumship. I'm just going to introduce the topic, and then turn it over to you, Reverend Art. So, mediumship is usually defined as the ability to contact beings or entities who are not incarnated, in other words, not present in bodies. It can be um, deceased people or entities who never were alive or entities who are soon to be alive or um, entities who are somehow undefined, such as angelic entities. And mediumship um, comes in several forms. There is um, trance mediumship, where you go into a trance and just sort of zone out and you contact them. It can be done through channeled mediumship where you're sort of aware of what you're doing, but you're speaking for them. It can be done through transcription by writing or even automatic writing where you don't know what you're writing. You just sort of again zone out and you just begin to write. There is a web page at AIR that I'd like to have someone throw into the um, links and the chat. And this sort of defines the different forms of mediumship. And mediumship is also one of the leading factors in the religion of spiritualism. And I'm hoping that we get a link to the spiritualism page also. But mediumship is also used in uh, neo-pagan, and they sometimes call it aspecting, aspecting the goddess. And there are other forms of mediumship. Having said all that, I turn it now over to you, Reverend Art. Take it away. You know, mediumship, like you said, Miss Cat, it does have a very long and storied history over the years. Um, I personally grew up in 
northwestern Pennsylvania, uh, very close to the spiritualist community in Lilydale, New York. Um, a lot of fantastic experiences were had there for me um, in my journey. You know, I'm I'm my Aquarian self. I am typically open to questioning everything and have that skepticism. Um, but the the evidence the evidentiary aspect of, of my my meeting the mediums and psychics at Lilydale really helped to formulate and help my own growth. It was something that I that had been happening in my life very early on. It's something I I've known since very very young age. I think the first time I can remember actually seeing spirit was around four or five years old. Um, but I really didn't have words for it until I was of age to explore. Um, you know, everyone goes through their questioning about it. You know, how do, how do I become a medium? How do, how do I harness my gifts? How do, how do I learn? And uh, one my biggest recommendation is to find a medium that you trust. And, and really get to know them, reach out, and and kind of take on that apprenticeship. It is a process, you know. Um, mm-hmm. when, when you talk about the divination side of things, for myself, primarily, I work through channeling. Um, I have known I have been known to slip into trance a lot of times during seance and such. Um, but channeling is my primary primary way of working, and I think one of the things most people struggle with is trusting their own intuition, being able to separate the self from the spirit when it when it comes to delivering these messages, and you know I I will put out that there is practice makes perfect and really learning to trust and Mm -hmm. love yourself really will form that bond between you and your guides to bring your gifts to fruition Mm -hmm. in the spiritualist churches in which I've attended um, this is sometimes called message bearing and uh and there are special message bearing services. So oh, have you yes. ever done those um, kinds of services for people? I honestly it's probably one of the things that I enjoy the most. I myself I call it gallery reading. Um mm-hmm. it it can be it can be very lively, it can be very energetic. It's oftentimes a lot of a lot of fun and but there's also a lot of healing, a lot of cl- clarity that comes during one of these gallery sessions, you know, spiritualist churches do, they have their, their moments where they'll, they will perform, they'll have, they'll invite somebody to the front of the room, one of the registered mediums to the front of the room to deliver messages. And it it really is, it's just who comes through at that time. It's, it's nothing that's, that's actively directed. Um, It, they, they, the, the medium will tap into the energy of the group and, what comes out comes out. Um, there, 
there have been, I've attended services and participated in services in groups of anywhere from 10 to upwards of 300 participants um, with several other mediums. And it, it's, it, it makes for a very engaging and enlightening experience for all. Mm -hmm. um, Lilydale was actually very good at performing these. They have regular services. They call it the, the they have the service at the Mount. Uh, there's uh, where historically since, since the inception of Lilydale, the mediums would meet at a stump in the woods and climb up on the stump and deliver their messages to whomever wasn't in, in attendance. Uh, you can, you can, you can definitely feel the energy in the air during these moments. Yeah, yes, sometimes, um, sometimes um, well, th there's a there's a bit of um, what do one call it? specific language to this. So I want to make sure that you know people listening to the show sometime in the far flung future know what this is all about. When we say a spirit comes through, that means they they are um begin to speak to the medium um either audibly in the medium's ear or the medium just speaks for them sometimes the medium hears right. it um then makes them pause then repeats a phrase then pauses makes and repeats a phrase mm -hmm. um there are also uh, some people who employ spirit guides and this is very common in spiritualist um meetings where if a person in the audience gallery attending in the congregation wants a specific message and that spirit does not come through, the medium often has a spirit guide whom they send out to go find that spirit and bring them in. And sometimes the spirit itself, his or her or itself, does not speak to the medium, but the spirit guide relays what the spirit mm -hmm. says and this is very common mm -hmm. among the recently deceased um or among people who died a less than happy death and not everybody's death is good you know and those people sometimes are just are still too um fraught the spirit is too fraught and so the spirit guide will actually mediate between the medium and the spirit so mm -hmm. that so conjurman uh, have you had experience with mediumship yeah, quite a bit. I mean, I uh, and it, people know me as a, the root worker and an astrologer, but I'm also a Tata and Pimbanda, which is an Afro-Brazilian tradition, uh, both in the Jin tradition that I practice and in the Afro-Brazilian tradition, mediumship is central to the work that we do. It's the primary way by which we give. In, in the Jin tradition, we work with spirits of divination, which I'll be working with today. I have a Jin ring, which in which resides a jinn, and that jinn is my uh, spirit of divination, an oracular spirit that grants me wisdom and insight and teaches and shows me things. It's a familiar spirit. Mm -hmm. And Afro-Brazilian tradition, we work with possession, in which the Eshu and Bombajira uh, take over the body, and the body is dressed in the formal garb of the Eshu and the Bombajira, and then they come down and they dance they dance and they sing and they drink and they smoke and then they give oracles and perform miracles and perform healings and magic and all sorts of interesting things. Um, and they're, they're, they're quite fascinating. Um, for example, people who are non-drinkers uh, will be possessed by Eshu and then they will be drinking cachaça, which is a very disgusting <laughs> Brazilian liquor. 
um, that everybody in Brazil hates but also loves. Um, and they'll drink like gallons of these things, and then the spirit will leave, and they won't even be drunk or hungover because the spirit is doing the drinking, not the individual. So there's a lot uh, of mediumship in the work that I do. I divide mediumship in a couple of different ways that I think is useful to think through. First is ecstatic versus meditative. These are the ways in which you achieve mediumship. Ecstatic mediumship is where you sort of rise up until a frenzy takes over. This is sort of working yourself up. We have evidence of this going all the, back, all the way back to the ancient sibyls of the Mediterranean world. We're told, for example, the sibyl of Kumai, which screeched and tear at her clothes and hair until, she, until Apollo took over her body. So ecstatic mediumship involves raising up of your own spirit until mediumship takes over. And that can be done through dancing, singing, any sort of thing that really gets the body moving. Uh, then there's meditative uh, mediumship in which you dive deep into your body, deep into your spirit until you reach a point of origin or a source of wisdom. This can be done through chanting, through prayer, through fasting, things that sort of restrain, that bring you down, that, that sort of shrink you into yourself. Because we are the source of all, and the divine can be found within us, within us. And this results in sort of three types. So there's two ways to achieve mediumship in, in sort of the classical anthropological understanding, ecstatic versus meditative. And then there are three manifestations of that. There is possession, in which you are no longer conscious. Another entity being force has taken over your body. Um, this can be done, this is generally done in the Afro-Brazilian tradition, it's done in the Afro-Cuban tradition, it's done in the Haitian tradition, it's found in uh, spiritualist churches as well, in which you, the body is possessed by something that's weird. You know, you don't even have control over your actions. Then there's oracular mediumship in which you speak on behalf. Whether you've reached that ecstatic state or that meditative state, the entity, you are the messenger of the entity. You speak, it's your words, but they carry the weight of that force, that spirit, that deity, whatever it is. Um, this is often done um, quite in formal settings, but the oracular can also involve spirit guides. So the spirit guide is the one that's doing the speaking on behalf of the entity. So there's a, a bit of a game of spirit telephone happening here. And the third is transmission. And transmission is like what you mentioned, automatic writing. It's where you pass along messages, but you may not always be conscious of passing along those messages. The spirit can transmit a message. They can transmit it via your hand. They can transmit it via a symbol. They can transmit it unconsciously. They can transmit it among a crowd. A group of people may say something and they don't realize why they said it. So there's these sort of three manifestations of it, and there's ways in which you can cultivate it. Um, people who think they're not good at mediumship simply need to find the path that works for them. Maybe you're not good at ecstatic mediumship, but you're really good at meditative mediumship. And maybe you're not comfortable with possession, but you're really comfortable with the oracular version. Of it. Or maybe you're not comfortable with the oracular, but you can do things like automatic writing. So there's a lot of space here for people to explore mediumship, particularly if they're new to this. I think a lot of people come into it and go, oh, I can't do that. Spirit doesn't speak to me, or maybe spirit does and you're just not aware of it. They speak to you through automatic writing, but they don't come to you and take over your body and then give these grand pronouncements. So there's ways in finding which your, what your strengths are in that.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the chat, uh, Shiva says, I can also attest to that. Ecstatic didn't work for me, but meditative, no problem. Yes, and, exactly. Um, and uh, uh, Reverend Art um, uh, was asked if he was, uh, you know, going to be doing this someplace. He says he's going to be going to Camp Chesterfield in Indiana soon and maybe performing mediumship there. And um, there's also a question, is there a food or drink to assist in ecstatic possession? And I think that uh, all of the general psychoactives are are yeah. used from alcohol through uh, cannabis and on up to the heavier psychedelics. Even, even, tobacco, so even tobacco. Even tobacco, that's yeah. right, which is also a psychoactive, yeah. yeah. So, Reverend Art, tell us what happens when you go to a place like Camp Chesterfield. What do you do there? You know, I, I'm hoping to return to Camp Chesterfield more as a visitor this year than anything else. Um, but, you know, when when attending at the major spiritual centers, you know, you, you really have to um, – it's it's a lot of planning <laughs> ahead of time because they they build their schedules year out, if not two. I see. But you know it's it's always fun to to really take part in because they they look for their quote unquote guest mediums to to help with like the readings at the stump in Lilydale. Um, mm-hmm. They also look for guests at like the healing temple and their forest temple and, and different things of that nature um uh it's a lot of it's a lot of pre-planning but hopefully i will be doing something here in western north carolina soon just need a venue <laughs> wow all right well we look forward to seeing uh, reverend art um bringing this to the world. I think that one of the things that's most important to understand about mediumship is that it is a profession. It's not just something that people flip out and suddenly their head spins around and they start mouthing ancient <laughs> Aramaic. Okay? <laughs> there, I mean, it can happen. But there is a profession. To be a professional medium is something that can be pursued. And I, I love the fact that you're doing this, Reverend Art, and have done it in the past and are going to be doing it for clients. All right, let's get to our clients. So um, our client um, will be brought to us by Clifford, and I'm assuming that we're going to get some mediumship from Art for this client. So take it away, Clifford. Stay tuned to Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Worker Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjuring. We'll be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filed out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen uh, to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form and you've not already done so, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're be available to be on the air. You will select callers by the area code, and your area code is announced. We'd like to say to say hello, and let me, your announcer, Clifford Lowe, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our hosts. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. Our caller is Kathy uh, from area code 347. Kathy, are you there? Yes. All right. You indicated that um, uh, my husband and I went through a terrible breakup a few weeks ago. He's cheating on me and turned his back on my son. He's also not helping with these bills that are killing me. 
so the person I thought he was with is definitely the person. The girl reached out to me on Facebook, cursing me out that she has been with my husband for 12 years as a secret. Way before I met him, she sent her number, and I got her full name online using the number. I don't know the day. Um, I'm keenly looking up spells and came across one that a penis spell to cast on him so he can't have sex with another woman as long as he lives. All right, her, um, all right turning it over to you, Ms. Kat. Now, here we have a question about mediumship. And um, we have this idea that this has been ongoing, but the question that I have is how would a medium approach that? And this is looking up for spells and looking up for things. But as a medium, I would say that there would be um, some way to approach this. And um, so what is being asked is, is there a spell to cast on him not to have sex with another woman as long as he lives? So in this case, and I'm just going to speak from my understanding of how um, spiritual mediums often work, this is almost a job for a spirit guide. This is a job to look up a spirit who is a root worker and get some message on what to do. But that's just my thought. I'm going to turn this over to Reverend Art. Okay. I've been reading the question through myself a few times here. And uh, may, Kathy, may I ask one quick question? Is How long have you and your husband been married? We've been married for four years. Four years, okay. Okay, so in reviewing what you have entered today, I mean, to be honest, like Miss Kat was saying, you know, from a root work standpoint, the question of is there a spell to cast to have the desired effect, short answer is yes. Uh, a little bit deeper into that, though, it's one thing. When I, as I was reading this, I I was feeling a very strong sense of oppression and anger and jealousy, and there it's a very and it's not just um, the cheating slash breakup scenario, but something that that has I'm I'm being shown that it's it's gone on for a very long time. Um, the portion of it that this is that your husband had been seeing this woman for roughly 12 years uh, does not necessarily ring true. Um, it seems like something almost to that that's being used just to just, just deliberately cause pain, to to deliberately kind of push your buttons to to incite you into action. So those are those are just a few things right. that I would want to put out there in in the upfront. Uh, just, just so you know, as, as you're moving forward, to go with a calm head and, and not to take any rash action. Um, so, it, mm -hmm. did, go ahead. Did you have a question? It's not um, just her. Um, it's multiple women that uh, my husband been seen since we've been together and the way that um every time every time we like have a little argument a, a different woman will reach out to me and they will tell me a lot of stuff that my husband been saying about me 
You know, and okay, when but, I, okay. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to bring you up short because we do have a time limit here. But we get it okay. that there are actually multiple women, and so this is becoming seems to me that there is some sort of spiritual force going on here. And I, let's take, let's turn this back to Art. Right. Um, when you're looking into the situation, and as what's being shown to me is you, there are several very effective spells that could actually be found uh, quite easily on the Lucky Mojo forum itself, as well as in uh, the Cursing and Crossing book that is put out. However, as my role here is to deliver a message is to what, what I'm being told to share with you is to not react as much as it is to actually take control, take action, and really bring it into the forefront of your mind. Is this, this has been four years now, is this what you wish to continue for the, for ostensibly for the rest of your life? Um, there's, there's definitely a, that a, a feeling of warmth that's being wrapped around you, protecting you, and, and trying to guide you towards making decisions that will provide you for a, a stronger, more directed future. So you're, you okay. should be seeing, they're showing me that they're, they're leaving coins for you, that you, you should be seeing coins on the ground and also feathers that's the, reminding you to to maintain a soft heart. Okay, so this is interesting. What you said, coins and feathers are often signs of angelic uh, spirits. Um, uh, that they mean you are loved, and I, I've seen this. Um, I've seen this manifest in my life as well. I, I'm going to. Um, do a a little look into this myself. So I am um, one of the more introspective, meditative type um, mediums, and I often will, because I'm a Taurus, I like to hold something in my hand. I know that just sounds so strange, but I like to hold something in my hand, and I don't usually just do mediumship without touching something. So I've picked up in my hand one of my uh, crystal balls. This is, happens to be Merlinite. But I'm not going to be reading the crystal ball. I just hold it to center my thinking. This is my technique. I can use a, a dowsing pendulum as well, but then I tend to look at it. And I'm holding this uh, Merlinite, and I'm. Um, it just fits in the palm of my hand. And I'm bringing it up to where my third eye is to just sort of go, what do I see? What do I see? Now, I just... Again, going to explain because this is a teaching program as well as a, a reading program. I could have picked up something else. This is what I picked up. I could have picked up a rock, but generally when I do it, it's smooth and it's cool. Whatever it is, I pick up. Just saying, that's me. You may develop your own techniques. Some people, for instance, like to light incense and breathe it. I don't. So when I do this, and I'm I'm looking now into the forward space. And I'm getting a very strong impression that there is a wicked spirit here. And this wicked spirit 
is actually affecting and writing your husband. That doesn't make him faultless or blameless. He has accepted this spirit. And I think this spirit, uh, this is so alarming, I now pulled the ball away from my uh, head because I don't want to look at it anymore. I think this spirit would like to be his mate and um, is riding him and causing him to become involved with multiple women and then causing them to flip out and do crazy things like contacting you and vice versa, and you're also being affected. This guy, we would almost say, I would say, has some sort of a demon lover. And I don't think he's guiltless, and I don't think you should get involved anymore with him. I think you should um, let him be ridden by his hag down to hell, because that's about what this is about to me. So I'm sorry if this is a little bit of, um, you know, heavy energy I'm speaking of. Um, Reverend James asked a question, a type of succubus? Yes, very possible. And I'm going to say, yes, there are spells that can be done to keep women away from him. I would do to keep living women away from him and to have him only be able to contact the spirit woman who is writing him. In other words, make him be, um, make him live out the entirety as a solitary person in the real world so he can't hurt any more women. This jealous spirit, maybe someone who um, uh, became attached to him early on in his life, my, again, I'm going to put the crystal up to my head, and I'm just definitely getting really bad energy again. This is some, um, yeah, succubus would be a good word, and I think he invited this succubus into his life. And I'm going to go farther, and I know that some of the men in the audience are going to go, what is she talking about? This succubus was invited in through porn, and I'm just going to stop right there and pull the crystal away because I don't want to look at it. Okay? Um so that's what I'm seeing, and um, I'm going to, uh, you know, turn this over to um, Conjurman, and we're going to see what he can uh, come up with for some spell work, but it may not be the spell work you were asking for, okay? So let's t- turn this over to Conjurman. Yeah, I think you've gotten some very important insight directly from spirit here. This individual is a person... Um, whose life has more deception than you're even aware of. You've clearly stumbled on some of these truths, the fact that this person has been with multiple people. But um, at this point, it's, it's a matter of like every day is going to bring more and more revelations that are just devastating and hurtful for you. The best thing that you can do now, if you want to curse this person's sex life, you can certainly do so. I don't think it's it's the most important or the thing that you need to do, but you can do it. If they, like you need satisfaction, you need some sense of revenge. If you need some sense of justice for the harm that he has caused you, then you can certainly curse this person's sex life. I would not do it as a matter of trying to keep him faithful because that is not likely going to happen. Uh, Miss Cat really hit the nail on the head here. He is attached. I mean, I was I was muted so that you couldn't hear me screaming at the beginning of this call because I was going, there's a restless spirit attached to this person. It's attached. It's riding him. You can call it a succubus. You can call him a hag, whatever you want. But it, it's eating away. It's vampiric. It causes him to eat away at his own happiness. So uh, 
he's already cursed. This is a person who will not see joy in their life, who will ruin the relationships in their life. This is a person who will continue to seek and seek. Don't be surprised if this man ends up syphilitic or, or ends up with, you know, STDs that, that, and there's nothing wrong with STIs. It's a medical condition, but literally incurable STIs and STDs that, that lead him to completely ruin his, his life. Don't be surprised by that. Um, or ends up alone and miserable for uh, all his life. So it's already there. That's already in the cards for him. But if you seek justice, you can do so. Here's a really quick cursing spell for his sex life. And then I want us to move on. You take a black penis candle, and you are going to name it for him. If you have anything of him, like particularly pubic hair that is still in the house, or something that he has ejaculated into a towel or whatnot, use that as a biological concern to link up to this black candle. You're going to anoint it with destruction oil and crossing oil. You are then going to take some red peppers, and you are going to crush up those red peppers and dust this a black penis candle with red peppers. You're going to take black peppers and salt, and you're going to put a ring around this black penis candle. You are going to light it and burn it down as you curse righteously from your heart. Let this man find no joy from his sex. May his penis no longer bring him happiness and pleasure. May it no longer work. May it hang limp and flaccid. May it be impotent. May he find no pleasure in his life, wherever he seeketh. And may women be repulsed by its sight, by its smell, by its form. You're going to let that entire thing burn down, dispose of it at a cemetery, walk away without looking back. That's if you want to feel righteous. The most important work that you need to do, though, is to cleanse and purify yourself, your love life, your sex life, and then work to ensure if this person has um, financial obligations to you, that these financial obligations are met. If you're married to him and you're getting a divorce, you need to make sure that he gives alimony. If you have children, you need to make sure that he gives you child support. You need to be taken care of and move on to be in a happier and better place. So you come back and I want you to get some violet leaves, some roots, brew that into a tea, bathe yourself in that, wash yourself clean. In particular, wash your whole body as if you're scrubbing this person off of you. And then go through your house, get yourself some Jinx Killer incense and smoke that house. Drive out any residue that this man may have left behind. Drive out any residue of this succubus and hag that may be even haunting your home. Drive it out of your house. And then what I want you to do is take a picture of him and his child. If you have children together, take a picture of him and his child. Place it into a picture frame. Anoint that picture frame with painy oil and court case oil and light white candles before. Calling upon his spirit. Listen, you have a child. You have an obligation. Stand up to and make sure that your children are well taken care of. So long as you burn those candles in front of that picture, he will, you will be able to push him and move him to pay for child support. To make sure that you get alimony, 
work a court case honey jar. Make sure that you get a strong lawyer, strong practical representation. Get yourself a court case honey jar. Place the judge in that court case honey jar. Burn brown candles upon that and pray that you are given your financial due and you are supported in the way that you deserve to be supported. This way you can keep this man at a distance emotionally, but you can ensure that financially he still fulfills his obligation for you. So for me, the most important work for you to do is to cleanse work, then the work mm-hmm. to ensure that he pays child support and alimony. I'm going to turn this over and mm-hmm. see if Ms. Kat and uh, we, our colleagues have anything further to add, okay? Well, my gosh. Um, I think that you covered that really, really well. I think the only thing I would do is on that uh, court case, honey jar, just add some of the pay me oil to that yes. court case candle as well as the um, uh, court case oil. Just blend the two. That's about all I would add. Okay. Yeah, and um, I think that that there is, it's the faster you get away from this situation, the better your future life will be. Uh, recycling the failed past is not good. Mercury is retrograde right now, so, and Mars is retrograde, so you may feel yourself under a heavy weight. Just wait till all of that moves off. Take some time to think about it. Accumulate the products that you're going to use. Learn about how they're used. And um, when we get out of Mercury retrograde and we get out of Mars retrograde, that's the time that you're going to move forward with this spell work. And it would be a good thing to move forward with it. Um, Do the cleansing at the dark of the moon and then move forward with the, um, the new work for yourself and making your own life happy as the moon grows at the new phases of the moon. Wow. All right. Well, let us see what's going to happen with our next client coming straight up out of our caller queue. All right. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted rootworker instantly. Call 1884-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to our next client. Our caller is Jacob, calling from area code 248. Jacob, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. Hello, Cad. Hello, Reverend Art. Hello. Uh, Hello. Hello. Yes. Um, You wrote... are you going to tell them what my problem is, or do you want me to say it? Or Yeah, let me, go let ahead. Me do it. What's That's your problem, you... Jacob? Oh, go ahead. Okay, so about four years ago, I've, I'm 37 years old. I've been on my own since I was 17 years old. Um, but about four years ago, I moved, uh, I changed cities because my mom wanted me to move with her, and uh, I got frostbite to my hands. And my mother, while I was in the hospital recovering, my mother took guardianship of me. And uh, she put me in a group home, and I didn't fight her for a long time I, while I was recovering. I thought, you know, I, I took my medication. I did what I was supposed to do. And now I'm finally, you know, fighting her. I have a, I have a, a, a court date uh, February 2nd. I'm sorry, February 1st to get my guardianship back. I have a really good lawyer. 
But my mom is fighting me all the way. She she doesn't want any part of it. She's she's mad. She wants my guardianship. She thinks I should still be in the group home. I just want my life back. I want to get an apartment again. I want to work again. I want to get off disability. You know, I I want to I want to finish college. Um, my mom doesn't want anything to do with it, and I want to win in court. And she wants to slander me, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what what I'm supposed to do. I, I, the judge. I, I one time I went before the judge, but I, I I quit before we could go on the second part of the the, the trial because my mom scared me and said she wasn't going to give me any of my money and she was going to okay. tell everybody I was all on right. drugs. All right, all right, all right. Okay, I got to call a halt. I get the story. We do have to get to the reading. So, um, but what we understand here is that she became your guardian because you got frostbite on your hands. Um, are your hands recovered sufficiently that you can use them? Yes. Okay. So are you retained in the group home and guardianship because of mental difficulties? Well, yes, that too, but uh, it was mostly my mom said I was off on medication. So they said, okay, well, yeah. I understand. Okay. So you were on medication. Being off the medication may or may not have led to the frostbite. You were then judged to be incapable of taking your meds, and so you were put into a group home. And now you want to show that you're competent and can take your meds and rejoin society. Is that is that our story right now? Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. I'm going to turn this reading over to uh, Contraman. He'll do the first reading, and then Art will do a reading, and then I'll give some root work advice. And... Um, the, um, the these should be mediumship readings, Conjuran. Thank you. Yeah. So as you were speaking, I was uh, consulting with my gen who resides in the gen ring. What I generally do is a carnelian ring that I rub, uh, and then the gen speaks through it, and it provides me with insight. And what I can see here is very clear. First, there is more to this case than has been revealed. There are more details and dynamics that are at work here, and that becomes quite obvious. We're not going to put your whole case uh, up uh, for uh, public consumption here. But I will say that there's definitely more going on in, in this matter, and there are some things that are working against you, um, some details that will work against you in, in the case. Uh, and particularly strengthens your mom's position to some extent. So just bear that in mind. Be forewarned about that, because if you are forewarned, you can forearm yourself. Make sure that you go forth in this uh, case, being able to answer the questions that will be raised. There will be certain questions that are raised about your decision-making capabilities, about the things you have done in the past, uh, about substances, etc. You want to be able to come in prepared to answer that. Okay, you want to come in prepared with a strong answer so that you can demonstrate that you are in a better position, that you are in a position that you can make decisions for yourself. If you do not come in with a strong answer there, you will allow your mother the upper hand here. Your mom is powerful. Your mom is overbearing. Your mom is seeking power in this instance. Her intentions aren't what I would consider evil, but this is a person who is used to and enjoys some level of authority and power and flexing and using that power. The intention may be good, but the application of that power is not. It's overbearing and difficult. My Jin tells me that the key to this matter will be seeking out an authority equally or if not more powerful than your mother. 
And to do that, you will have to turn to the realm of your ancestors. You will need to call upon someone stronger than your mother. This may be a great-grandmother, a great-grandfather, someone in this matter who will be able to work a balanced approach. This balanced approach is one in which you are able to free yourself without fully harming your mom. This is not an instance of where you go to war with your mom, you curse her, destroy her, send her to hell, and then finally you're able to be free. Instead, you want to say, Mom, thanks, but no thanks. You want to put up a strong boundary in which the mom can no longer have complete dominion over your life, in which you retain autonomy, freedom, and you can decide what type of relationship you have with your mother going forward. It can be as minimal one, as minimal as you want, or as maximal as you want, entirely up to you. But you need someone who is a guardian at the gate who will be able to manage that for you on your behalf. You will need to invoke this power and bring this power. This ancestor is going to be the key, and this can be done in a very simple manner with very, like, light, very, you don't need to do, like, an ostentatious ritual here, particularly if you're still in the group home or you have some difficulties with resources. Miss Cat will know what I'm talking about when I say very minimal work is needed mm-hmm. to uh, attract this ancestor because the ancestor is already present, they're already aware, and this person is able to help you. I do get a strong sense that it is a woman ancestor, it is a female ancestor who can step forward. It could be a great-grandmother or an aunt or a great-aunt of some sort, uh, but this is a powerful matron who will be able to step in and manage this matter. I do get a sense that the court's result is going to be of a mixed variety. The Jin has shown me a bit of the future, indicating that you will get some autonomy back, but there will be not a full victory unless you get this ancestor involved. When the ancestor is involved, then you will achieve the victory that you want you will be free you will have action you have will have autonomy here the jinn does warn me though it does warn me that summer by late summer of this time period you will come across some hardships in which you will be tempted do not give in to that temptation and instead turn to the resources that you have built, whether it's the therapeutic resources, whether it's the social services that you have access to. Turn to the people and networks, turn to prayer networks, whatever you have, turn to them. Do not give in because that moment in late summer is a moment in which you may end up backsliding or making some decisions that bring you some harm. So we have both warning and hope offered by the jinn who have offered us this insight. Listen to it, prepare yourself for arm yourself and work with this ancestor for your autonomy and future. I'm gonna turn this over for your next reading and then you Wait, wait, advice. what is your name, sir? Are you speaking to me? Conjurman. Conjurman. Oh Conjurman, do you do you offer um do you offer services like where you will burn candles for people because I'm, I can't burn candles here and I no, no, we just, cat- just uh, yes hang on um, we can talk about that when we get to the root work part he has yeah, to now pass this along you. to Reverend Art but uh, okay. no Contraman does not burn candles for people that I know of do you Contraman? No if you're looking for a candle ministry you're looking at for altars missionary independent yeah, four altars, um, missionary independent, or or folk faith ministries. Please, please, let's go to Reverend Art now. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Catton. Thank you, Conjurman. Uh, actually, to follow up with where Conjurman went with his first reading, they're they're showing me that there is already a very strong female guy that has been working with you, and that this 
domination energy has run on your mother's lineage for quite a long time, uh, back back centuries, honestly. What they're showing me is that to, towards those mixed results from the court case itself, is there's already somebody there's there is somebody that has reached out to you that is of a if not a direct blood sibling to your mother, but is someone that is thought of as like a, a sister or brother that has already reached out to you to to provide assistance in a way to kind of break that hold and allow you to 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 start to rebuild your life on your own also to to help to maintain the mental health and the allopathic medical assistance that that you will still need as you continue to go on that path they they're saying though that you you've you you kind of resisted this person's help as well, which shows uh, it, it, they're saying that there's, there's a little bit through the whole course of this situation, there's been a very hardening of your heart, and you find it very difficult to trust pretty much anyone. But yes. one of the keys to being able to overcome and regain your life to the, to the level that you want to is to allow yourself to trust again, to trust this individual that they have your best interests at mind in mind. And they're, they're offering their assistance without it being a, another form of guardianship. Like there's no formal contract. There's no, no court intercession in this situation. It's just, they they truly have your best interests at mind. And like I said, they're showing me that, that this person, and they've even reiterated this within the last couple of weeks. I, I want to say it was between Christmas and New Year's um, is what I'm being shown. So really take the time to allow yourself that opportunity. Talk to this person. Welcome them into to to formulating your strategy as you're as you're approaching that court date and it will help to turn the tide in your favor. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. So, um I'm going to try to approach this from the um uh, results oriented uh, spell work. So the first thing you asked was, did Conjurman set lights? And he said, no, he did not. But he did note that there are among us a number of people who do this professionally. One of them is fouralters.com, our friend Deacon Millet. Another one is Folk Faith Ministries, which is our friends Reverend James and Reverend Art, who was just talking to you. And another one is my own church, which is candleministry.com, which is the other name for the website for Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. And you can find other people who will set lights for you. Setting lights usually means setting vigil candles that will burn for five to seven days. But my 
Church also offers free emergency lights. And I'd like to uh, point this out to you so that you can write this down. So if you go to candleministry.com, and you'll see that there are a, a place where you can pick an emergency light. You write your petition, and it has to be very short. And we will burn a candle for you on the day of your court case. And if you want us to burn it for the day before and the day of, because of time zone differences, sometimes we won't be up in the morning when people on the East Coast are already having their court date. So you can ask for this for two days in a row. Tell us what's going on and what you want, and we will be lighting those candles for you. It's a free service, and those are four-inch candles that we um, dress and bless and put your petition under the candle holder. No charge for that. There's also something else um, which is called um, uh, Crystal Silence League. The Crystal Silence League is a prayer chain. It's online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Org. And this has been going for years, since 2011. You can go there. You can go to um, enter your prayer. You select a topic that you want your prayer to be about, and you can type in your prayer. You only really should put up one per day. Many people get frantic, and they do 10 or 15 or so a day. We cannot handle that. So just do one prayer a day. But you can pray 365 prayers a year if you want to, and we encourage it for people in need. When the prayer is posted, um, do not put the name of any real person, and uh, you don't need to put your own real name. Please don't. And um, people will pray for you, and they'll have a little button and it says, pray for this person, and um, they will have sent you a prayer. And there are dozens and dozens of prayers um, that are ongoing and online at the Crystal Silence League. And we it's free, no charge at all. It's a very wonderful place where people pray for other people. Now, Onyx Rose in the chat asked, is there a difference between setting lights and other kinds of root work? Is it separate? No, setting lights is just a form of root work. It's usually done by those who have a space, a dedicated space to do it in. Uh, it's because of the soot and the smoke and the fire hazard. It's very uh, rare that a person will set lights in their home for someone, but they might do root work in their home at an altar. So setting lights usually requires a dedicated um, fireproof place, and therefore it's more likely to be done by churches. And I hope that's um, uh, of interest to you. Um, but setting lights does not usually include uh, moving candle spells, as Reverend James points out, um, or uh, putting up a honey jar or a vinegar jar with a little light on them. Those are uh, just other factors in root work that's part of candle magic. It's a good question. Thank you for that, Onyx Rose. Uh, p- people who specialize in... Because yes. I, 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 do you know, you know, Storm Fairy Wolf and Chaz Bogan of the, of the Mystic Dream, because I've yes. been, I've been, they, they took your class, right? They took your class? Yes. Okay. Cause I've been working with them for the last two years and I've been paying them to, um, you know, cause, cause I can't light candles here, but I've been paying mm-hmm. them to do rituals for me and stuff like that. But I noticed I was even happy. I I liked their their page, and when they they got their certificates from you, and I was going to do I'm African American myself, and I was going to do your um your your coursework, 
but something came up and I was going to take your course, but they took it and I asked them how, how was that, you know? And, um, so yes, that I, 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 I definitely know. And I, I, I had the, I had the money to pay for. Um, so if you, if you, if you want to tell me, you know, like it pay for, uh, you know, well, a you jar go, or, yeah. uh, well, that's very kind of you. And it's very kind of, of Chaz, um, uh, to, to recommend, uh, my course. Yeah, you can, you can, uh, to sign up for the course, you have to kind of jump through a few little hoops first, but you can always, uh, contact me through luckymojo.com or if you want candles lit, just go to candleministry.com and, um, you can pay with PayPal. I don't want to make this an ad for me, um, but that's just, um, uh, and, my question, and Chaz, my question, so. Yeah, yeah. So just go to candleministry.com. And as I said, at candleministry.com, you can also get free emergency lights. And I understand what you mean when you say you cannot burn candles in your group home. I have a number of clients who are in this situation. I'm going to give you one piece of advice, too. Not all magic is candle magic. And if you can, for instance, get some bath crystals sent to you, um, and take a bath um, and and dress yourself with the bath crystals before you go to court. You know, with the with the um, bath or with herbs. That's very advantageous. Also, I recommend it. Are there highly. court case can, are there court case baths and court case sprays and court case oils and something I can buy from your? Yes, there are. Lucky. Yes, there are. You can go to luckymojo.com and look up court case products. And in the chat, someone will put in, um, it's luckymojo.com forward slash courtcase.html. Okay. So thanks for for calling us. And and I really do hope you get yourself um, situated in a good place where you can get out of the group home and into independent living. And and make sure you take your meds and work with the uh, ancestral spirit and with the living Mm -hmm. spirits, the living beings who can help you. All the best. All the best to you. Okay. Okay, next we get our network schedule announcement. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from Reverend Art of Hoconjure.com. Uh, take it away, Reverend Art. Thank you, Clifford. Uh, Well, the spell that I have to share with everybody today is a moving candle spell to connect with your spirit guides. There's a little bit of a good amount of stuff that you might need here, but first off, you need a white female or male figural candle. If you don't have a figural candle available, you can use a white taper candle with your name carved into it, a white cross or crucifix candle, then you also need spirit guide oil, clarity oil, a fire-safe bowl or incense burner, a charcoal disc, psychic vision incense, 
and herbs to promote psychic enhancement. And I recommend use the use of acacia, mint, althea, coltsfoot, and grains of paradise. And as always, when you're working with candles, make sure you're working on a safe surface to perform this working. So first you'll do, you'll dress the cross candle towards you with the spirit guide oil while calling on your spirit guides. Second, you'll dress the figural or the taper candle, whichever you're using, candle towards you with clarity oil while praying for your perception of the spirit world to be enhanced. And if it helps, you can recite Psalm 23 if you're so inclined. Next, you're going to set the figural and cross candle facing each other approximately seven inches apart on your workspace. The number seven being a number of intuition, spirituality, mysticism, spiritual enlightenment, so on and so forth. Next, you will sprinkle your herbal mixture in a circle surrounding the candles. If, <clears throat> excuse me, light and place the charcoal disc into your burner and add your psychic vision incense, placing it inside the ring of herbs at the bottom of the circle nearest you. And then you're going to want to use your hands or a feather and waft the smoke three times over the workspace, signifying the connection of mind, body, and spirit. Now light your candles in no specific order while calling to your guides to connect with you. Now, periodically over about the next hour, you're going to move the two candles closer to each other in increments of about a half inch to, a, to an inch, and you'll do this until they meet in the middle, building the connection between you and your guides. Completely seal the working. <laughs> All right. Now if I have a, you know, I have a question. Well, if you're good at box reading, you, I'm sorry. Oh, go go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, oh. what if you weren't a Christian would, and didn't want to use a cross candle? What other candle could you use? Honestly, you could use a you could use a brown candle, just a brown taper candle. You could use a purple taper candle. Um, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be like some eight, ten-inch tall candle. You can even use a four-inch, what we call the chime candles as well. Um, Great. Try to keep your okay. candles in, in. If you're using tapers, though, you kind of want to make sure that you keep them somewhat of the same size both so that you don't have one that burns out prematurely. Right. Okay. Thanks. Okay. You know, and, Sorry and about that interruption. The, oh, no, you're fine. But once once you're done with the candles and the candles have, have completely burnt out. If you are learned in wax reading, you can interpret the remaining wax or signs as to the success of your work, as well as any indications of who your spirit guides are. You know, and I do have a couple optional things that you can toss in with this as well. Um, for those that are, that enjoy working with crystals, you can use crystals in a set of three and add this in a triangular pattern around the work outside of the herbal mix you can use three clear quartz for enhancing the clarity of the spiritual connection. You can use three amethyst. You can use three lapis lazuli, three sodalite, three iolite. And those are just a few examples of what you can use. And also, um, if you're so inclined, you can also you can provide a bowl or a small cup of kananga water, kind of to welcome the, your guides in. 
That's really nice. Uh, Nagashiva had something funny to add in the chat. Mm. He said, heck, you could use a Baphomet candle to represent the spirit that you want to draw. And I thought also there are witch candles. There are many. There's a bunch of those that you could use, I I guess. An angel candle if you could find one, he says. Um, The reason I mention this is that there are many people who are uh, touchy about cross candles. They just, it, it, it freaks them out, you know. So, oh, I, I fully understand. Yeah. You said something interesting, too, about moving your candle toward the spirit candle and the spirit candle toward you. I like that because you're meeting um, at the midway point, and I hope that's understood by those who listen to this, that if you just move toward the spirit candle, it's an in- unequal uh, movement and if the spirit candle just moves toward you, that's also unequal. Unless you wanted possession, in which case you could let them come and burn down right over your candle. Um, right, but if they, if right. you bring them together and they join, um, I'm going to say something else about working with moving um, candle spells. I have done this kind of work for um, love candles and stuff, where you bring two candles closer and closer together. But if you don't have figural candles, if you have just uh, little vertical freestanding candles, one of the things that I was taught to do is as they come closer and closer uh, to either bind them together with thread or something at the bottom or to pick them up, if you can, out of their holders and drip a little of their wax together. Do you see what I'm saying? Or make a, a mingle the waxes. And if they're two different colors, that'll help you understand how you've done that. And then set them into that. And that's a neat way to work if you wanted to mingle your spirit with the, with the uh, spirit guide. Now, some people don't want that mingling. They want to be uh, simply in contact. So there's different ways of doing it. Right. You know, in large part, working with the spirit world is a partnership. And that's one of the main things that, that this spell in and of itself brings out. You know, it's, it is that meeting in the middle. It is that partnership. It, it, it is the building the benefit on, on both sides and not having that, that one-sided relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, well said. That's a very, very nice spell. Very simple and something that anyone can do to bring a spirit guide in. If you want to read more about spirit guides, there's some pages at AIR that we already uh, gave you some links to. All right. Well, let's have Clifford come in and give us our closing announcements, and then we can all say goodbye in our own several and separate ways. Thank you, Ms. Cat and Conjure Men, and thank you, Reverend Art of PhilConjure.com in North Carolina for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest will be Reverend Roy of HealingAmulet.com in Nashville, Tennessee on Mirror Spells. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Ms. Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and ConjureMen at ConjureMenConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe, joining you from CliffLowe.com. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rip Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via LuckyMojo.com slash RadioShow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in again once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug, Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody, and goodbye. Thank you, Clifford. Now... 
Before I let you go, I want to remind you all that our online classes are available, $25 each. There are 30 online classes that have been presented at previous Hoodoo Heritage Festivals. Clifford did one. I think we have three by Conjurman and maybe three by me. Reverend, um, hmm, let's see, <laughs> Reverend James did one, um, Papa G, and there's just a, a lot of them out there. And um, t- check them out, $25 per class. And you get to download them and stream them indefinitely. And uh, with them, you'll get a PDF of a couple pages of lecture notes and spell casting recipes. So, yeah, you can get them at uh, hoodooworkshops.com. And meanwhile, the 2023 Hoodoo Heritage Festival, tickets are on sale now. That's at hoodooheritagefestival.com. And that festival will be held June 10th and 11th, 2023. It will be broadcast via Zoom and uh, will be recorded, and those online classes will also be available at some later date. But you get a goodie box if you sign up now. You'll get a whole box full of incredible stuff. We'll talk about it more later. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.